Welcome. Welcome. Well, did his orgasm lead to blindness? It's the Improbable Research Podcast. I'm Mark Abrams, editor of the magazine Annals of Improbable Research. This is all about, or mostly about, research that makes people laugh, then think. If you like what you hear today, consider supporting us at our website, improbable.com. Here's biomedical researcher Chris Kotsipas. Today we're looking at a medical report called... Postcoital visual loss due to the Valsalva retinopathy. Could you say that again, please? Postcoital visual loss due to Valsalva retinopathy. This is a report written by three people, Luke Michaels, Nyang Lat Tint, and Philip Alexander. They are in Southampton, UK, and in Edinburgh, Scotland. And this was published in a medical journal called the BMJ Case Reports. BMJ is British Medical Journal. Chris Katsapas, could you tell us a little bit about how this relates to your life before we dive into this in detail? Well, all of us like sex, or most of us like sex, and all of us have retinas. Let's talk about these words now. What's a retina? A retina is the layer of neurons in the back of the eye. And what's sex? Um, sex is when a mummy and daddy love each other very much, or a daddy and daddy, or a mummy and mummy, or a mummy, daddy, mummy, daddy, mummy, daddy love each other very much, and they get very close together and hug. Do they have to love each other? Technically, it's not required. Close enough is the phrase you might use? Close enough, yes. This is a medical paper about going blind after having sex. Yes, and the rest of the title of this is due to Valsalva retinopathy. What is Valsalva retinopathy? Valsalva is this maneuver that you do where basically you inflate your chest with air while stopping up your throat. And the idea is it increases pressure and that pushes blood around your system a little faster. And retinopathy is a malfunction of the retina. This report then is three doctors trying to explain why a patient sort of went blind after having sex. Is that right? That's what it appears to be. And it appears to be a temporary case. The, the person didn't have degenerative blindness and could never see again. Let's look at the details. Despite the universal practice of sexual activity, it remains a subject of social taboo with most finding its discussion of great embarrassment. This embarrassment is global, traveling across languages and cultures, and is not absent from the psyche of medical practitioners, who often find taking a sexual history difficult and discomforting. Is it true in your experience that medical professionals often find it difficult to take the sexual history of a patient? Generally, doctors and nurses and all of the, the medical practitioners I've come in contact with have a refreshingly direct relationship. Tell us about the case of this patient. A 29-year-old man presented to the emergency eye clinic reporting an obstruction in the central vision of his left eye, which he had noticed on waking that morning. Dilated fundal examination revealed a preretinal hemorrhage, i.e. blood trapped beneath the internal limiting membrane and confined anterior to the retina, just superior of the left fovea. Figure 1. Figure one is a photograph of the eye. Could you explain that last sentence, which is full of complicated medical terms? It's a blood clot sitting underneath the retina, which is the innermost layer of the eye, like an air bubble sitting underneath a uh, tablecloth. This patient then, this poor distressed man had sex. Then he got a blood clot in his eye as a result of having 
had sex. Is that what's going on here? Well, that's not actually clear. That's what the claim is. But what these people know and report is that the man shows up and he can't see out of his left eye and they find a blood clot. And as we'll see in the rest of the paper, when they ask him, it turns out that he had sex the night before. And so they are assuming that the blood clot is a result of his having had quite vigorous sex the night before. What we're looking at here is a detective story then. Yes, and it's also a lot of informal reasoning. They're trying to say, yes, he has a blood clot because he had sex the night before. But we don't actually know that that's what caused the blood clot. Tell us about the treatment that they gave this patient. The diagnosis was unclear, and the patient was asked to return for follow-up three days later. At this visit, he saw a different clinician who asked direct questions about the patient's sexual activity. The patient then reported an episode of vigorous sexual intercourse on the evening preceding the onset of symptoms. This directed history led to the diagnosis of postcoital valsalva retinopathy. Notice the word vigorous in that description. How important does that vigorousness seem to be? I don't know that much sexual intercourse that is not vigorous at some level, but vigorous seems to imply that this was vigorous beyond the what people think of as the norm. What some people might describe as blindingly good? I don't know if it's good versus bad, rather than perhaps more acrobatic than usual. Blindingly, certainly. Tell us a little more about what they tell us. Although medical practitioners do not regularly link sexual activity to ocular disease, except for cases involving sexually transmitted infections, popular culture would suggest Patients are more aware of sex-induced Valsalva retinopathy than physicians, with folklore stating that excess masturbation can lead to blindness. That was a long sentence. Could you sum that up? Masturbation causes blindness, and so people should have known this was a thing. People believe that anyway. Right. There's no actual medical evidence that it does. What they're trying to argue is that there may be a grain of truth to that old folklore that masturbation causes blindness. Mm -hmm. And this is actually the mechanism. If you strain too much during sexual activity, you go blind. This medical report talks a little bit about the history of doctors trying to figure out whether that was true. The relationship between sexual activity and retinal hemorrhage was first described in a case series of six patients by Freeberg et al., who also noteworthily mentioned that none of the patients revealed the circumstances through which their vision loss occurred until specifically questions about predisposing activities that led to the event. Specifically questioned. It's a detective story. It is a detective story. And, and it's the story of earlier detectives, generations of detectives, who are trying to figure out this same kind of problem. Certainly. You couldn't say that doctors were blind to the possibility. I think they might have been flying blind to a certain extent. Okay, you could say that then. And you just did. Tell us about the Valsalva maneuver. They go into a little detail here. The Valsalva maneuver is performed by forced expiration against a closed glottis. What is a glottis? A glottis is the back of your throat, pretty much. It's that flap of muscle that closes off your air passage. All right, this is a really complicated mess we have here. We have somebody engaging in sexual activity. We have something happening in his eye. And now we have a closed glottis. It's a whole body workout. Continue, please, with this passage. This maneuver produces an increase in intrathoracic pressure with multiple physiological effects, including reduced venous return to the heart and a consequent increase in systemic venous pressure. Venous means? In the veins, as opposed to the arteries. So the veins and the arteries, the, the blood pressure is different in those two systems. We're talking about plumbing here. 
pretty much. Continue with this passage. The retinal vasculature is also subject to these effects, and significant increases in pressure can cause spontaneous rupture of parafoveal vessels, resulting in hemorrhagic retinopathy and sudden loss of vision in one or both eyes. Spontaneous rupture of parafoveal vessels. What's that? They're basically saying that you could pop a gasket that the vessels in the eye are particularly susceptible to this. And if you have a small bleed, it will bleed into the membranes of the eye and that will cause you to not be able to see. That word parafoveal, it's about the fovea. What is the fovea? It's a little area of the back of the eye, which is particularly dense in neurons. That's where the optic nerve goes out to the brain. And that's the densest part of um, light receptors, but it's also where all the blood vessels come in and out. It's the main feed coming in. It's where the cable comes into the house. There's a little bit of discussion further on in this paper about the Valsalva maneuver. The Valsalva maneuver is used by the male during sexual intercourse to delay the ejaculatory response. What is this Valsalva maneuver? It's this breath limitation. The idea is you stop up your lungs and then you compress your chest. And so you increase the pressure in your system. I've also seen this phrase used often in describing what the pilots of airplanes do. People who adjust pressures rapidly, so both people who go into the sea with scuba diving and people who fly a lot, you use it to re-equilibrate your, re-equalize your ears. Anybody who is a passenger on an airplane can use this. And a lot of people do when they're going yeah. up in the air and then again when they're coming down and they feel pressure yeah. and building that's what up in I their do. ears. You do this. Yeah. You ever, you ever Some go- people will hold their nose and blow into it to try and re-equalize their ears. And that's the Valsalva maneuver. Other people can just do it without holding their nose. You ever gone blind from this? I have never gone blind. Continue here, please. The autonomic effects of orgasm on the eye are well known and have been associated with other ocular pathology including angle closure glaucoma. There's a last little passage here. It's pretty technical, but it may be worth thinking about. Could you read this for us? This is a a sort of summing up of medically what they think was happening. Freeberg et al. hypothesized that on orgasm, abrupt increase in sympathetic outflow produces a sudden increase in pre-retinal vascular tone and pressure, which when opposed by a reduced venous outflow due to the Valsalva maneuver, can result in such a high elevation in retinal intravascular pressure that the retinal vasculature can rupture causing hemorrhage. Figure 2. This is the likely mechanism for postcoital Valsalva retinopathy. I won't ask you about the details in that sentence, but what is figure 2? Figure two is this cartoon schematic of what they think is going on. Describe it for us, would you? It shows a left to right narrowing vessel and there's... Blood vessel. A blood vessel. In the eye. Presumably in the eye, but it's just a general vessel. It could be anywhere. And then there's this big bubble on the side of it, almost like a little cul-de-sac. And they're saying that the accumulated blood forms that little distension, which can rupture and cause a hemorrhage when you reduce the pressure. Almost like a pipe bursting, probably at the joint when it's backing up and you're trying to force water through it, Mm -hmm. or a hose for that matter. A good analogy is actually a garden hose that will pop a leak when you've got a tap on one side and a handle, your spray nozzle on the other, and the tap is trying to force a lot of water through it, and the valve will just blow. Now that we've gone through this report, is there anything in here that we can compress down to something that people might remember when they are about to engage in sexual activity, if that's something that they ever choose to do? Don't forget to breathe. That's it? Pretty much. I think most of it is made out of whole cloth, quite frankly. 
Do you think this is likely to be wrong? I, I have no opinion on this. I mean, it's a reasonable hypothesis, but actually that's pretty much it. And they're presenting it as fact, but I don't think that's fact. What you're saying then is given the evidence they tell us about, it's hard to decide whether this explanation is really the explanation of what yes. happened to this guy. Pretty much. The evidence is that some guy shows up with a blood clot in his eye and he had sex the night before. That's the sum total of evidence. The rest of this is conjecture. Okay, just one other question for you. Do you think there's any chance that this whole thing being described here is at all related to the old expression, here's mud in your eye? <laughs> I suspect that they're a little too obsessed with the old wives' tales that masturbation will make you blind. Obsessed or just enjoying? The fact that they say that patients all know this and medical professionals don't is kind of strange. You've been listening, if you've been listening, to a genuine episode of the Improbable Research Podcast. I invite you to subscribe to the magazine, The Annals of Improbable Research. Six new issues a year. Get yourself some back issues, too. Also, get lots of details about the Ig Nobel Prizes, upcoming events, what's in the magazine, and about how you can help and be part of it via our Patreon. All of this at our website, improbable.com. It's possible that Seth Glicksman is the improbable production assistant. Next time on this podcast, we'll look at something or other. Until then. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>